Missouri. We are so happy to join us for worship this morning. We are a community of believers in Jesus Christ who seek to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our soul. I am Scott George, your announcer for this second Sunday in Advent. The Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Assisted in worship by the organist Miss Susan Seniger and acolytes Carson Ray and Anna Kruger. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. It's very good to be with you all here in God's house to worship Him, to receive His gifts of word and sacrament. Let's stand this morning. Let's greet each other since it's cold outside. Let's greet each other with a very warm greeting today as we welcome each other in the name of the Lord. All right, so as you're finding your seats, uh, we have just a few announcements before we continue on uh, with our worship today. Is my microphone on? How's that? Better? One, two? It's on on my pack. That's a little, that's a little better. There. Okay. Ha-ha. Okay. Uh, as you are taking your seats, we have just a few announcements before we continue with our worship today. Uh, let's see. First of all, for those in confirmation class, for the youth, there are, I put a new batch of sermon notes right outside on the, um, the lectern table that's right outside by uh, the book, I think, where you sign up the bears. Okay, so they're right there. Uh, next, our school lunch program has a mitten tree that I'm sure all of you have seen in the back. There are still mittens left uh, for which to uh, claim all of those things are items that our school lunch program needs for lunch during this coming year. So please consider going back to look at that uh, to see if you might be able to help us with that. Next, our, your contribution envelopes are in the narthex in the back on the table. Please pick those up. Next Sunday are a couple of things. First of all, next Sunday we are very excited to announce is New Members Sunday. We will be welcoming five brand new members into our church family. That's this coming Sunday, January the 14th. There is a potluck meal afterwards to welcome them. Uh, so please bring a side dish or a dessert. 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 <laughs> to finish the meal. Uh, so that is next Sunday, January the 14th. Okay, we can be well-rounded. Please bring a side dish too probably with veggies or something. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Also on that Sunday, January the 14th at 7 p.m. is the council meeting that is in the fellowship hall. So council meeting this coming Sunday at 7. Uh, And then lastly, 
Um, last year, many of you may not know, but last year our church had a church um, co-ed basketball team, and we won the championship. Awesome. Uh, we are playing again this year through the Monette Y, and we only have seven. So you can play with five, but we're all old, and we're going to need a break. So if you are interested in playing, our first game is this coming Sunday. Um, if you are interested in playing, I believe that you have to be 18, um, but if you are interested in playing, please come find me uh, or Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, we, we would love to have you on the team. And I think that one, got that one, got that one, got that one, and that one, and that one. That's all of the announcements that we have for this morning. Let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for Sunday, the Lord's Day. Lord, it is on this day for which we worship because you rose on the third day. Lord, we ask that as we worship you now, that you would open our hearts and our minds to these words that you have for us of love and peace and hope. Lord, we thank you that, uh, that it is still all about you, that it is still all about your grace and your mercy and your favor and your forgiveness for us. Help us now, Lord, as we worship you. Give us a zeal for your house of worship here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our opening hymn is Thy Strong Word, number 578. We'll sing verses 1 through 3. Thy Strong Word, 578.
Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Behold my servant whom I uphold. I, have chosen him whom my soul I will tell of the decree. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage. You shall break them with a rod of iron. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Serve the Lord with fear. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Behold my servant whom I uphold. In peace let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. This is the word of our Lord. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. At this time, we're blessed to have special music from the men's glee singing softly and tenderly.
Thank you very much, Men's Glee, for that uplifting message. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message with Mr. Clyde Baker. Now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well. Our children's message today will be on baptism. Good morning, everyone. How are you this morning? Doing all right? Did everybody get into church dry, or did some of you all get rained on when you came to church this morning? You guys got rained on. I did, too, a little bit. Not too badly. My jacket's dry now, but it's starting to rain outside. Did you all know it was going to do that? Yeah, everybody's watched the weather. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. Well... It's almost, yeah, it's supposed to be freezing rain, maybe, but I think maybe Jesus blessed us today here at Freistat. Maybe we're not going to get that part of it. It's his favorite place ever, so. (laughs) There you go. Well, what is rain made out of? Water, of course, it's water. Well, what are some things that we use water for? Just tell me, anybody. To drink, very good, Cohen, that's a very important thing. 
for plants to grow. Thank you, McKinley. That's excellent. Yes. To what? To baptize. Yes, sir. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Is there anything else that we use water for? Washing. Washing clothes, right? Or maybe washing a truck or a car. Washing dishes. Do you have to do that at home? Oh, thank goodness. Oh my goodness, you've got to, you have to wash the dishes at home. <laughs> I'm glad to know that. I'll invite you over to my house. Okay. Well, oh, well, we may have to talk to her about that later. Well, gosh, there's lots of different things we can use water for. You know what one of my favorite things to use water for is? I love to go swimming. And I like to go floating in a canoe on a nice clear creek. Aren't those kinds of things a lot of fun? I'm glad God gave us water because water can be useful for so many different things. One of the things I learned back when I was about your age in school was that somebody, I think, Cohen, it was you, mentioned that we need water for drinking, don't we? And McKinley, you said, well, plants need water to grow. Did you know that we can't live very long without water? God made us such that we have to have a drink of water pretty often or we're going to be in trouble. Also, um, one of the things I learned about was that our bodies, you and I, are made up of mostly water. It doesn't seem like that because you can't just pour us out in a glass or something like that, but our bodies are mostly water. God made water a very, very, very important part of our lives, didn't he? But, Cordell... You mentioned the thing that we're going to talk about today the most. The pastor's going to discuss it in his sermon too, and that is God uses water for baptism. Do you remember who, who told us we should baptize people? Jesus. Jesus. Excellent. Very, very good. That's exactly right. He said, go and baptize all nations, right? All nations, all people, everybody. Now, we baptize with water, Right? And boy, I tell you what, the last past, or past couple of months have been pretty exciting, I think. Many of you have gotten to sit right here and watch Pastor baptize babies and big people. We've had a lot of baptisms in our church, haven't we? And did he use water? And did he put water on their heads? Yes, he did. But what was the other very important thing that he said along with putting the water on their head? Do you remember, Cordell? God's Word. And God told us, Jesus told us, not only to baptize, to baptize in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And that's what makes baptism water even better than swimming pool water, even better than a nice cold of ice, or a cold glass of ice water when you're really hot. God's Word. Exactly right. Let's say a quick prayer. And then we'll go back and sit down and get ready for the rest of our church service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the rain you are sending today. We know that the ground here around our area needs that. We thank you for the water you give us to drink, for the water that you give us to play in, for the water that you give us for so many things in our lives, including washing our clothes and our dishes. But most of all, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus, your Son, to be our Savior. And that he taught us how important baptism is for washing away our sins and helping us to strengthen our faith in him as our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
All right, everybody have a good day and think about what water does for baptism. Our epistle reading this morning is from the book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. The beginning of the Gospel about Jesus Christ the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside, and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. 
And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord Jesus, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is from the gospel lesson that was just read, but also from the same story as recorded by Matthew, and we will be referring to that in just a moment. When the year 2017 began, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod was ready, because it marked the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And I really loved the tagline that they gave to all of their publications, because it is really so very true. And it's, you, you all have seen it, I'm sure, but it's very, very easy to understand and very, very easy to remember probably why they chose it. Very simply, they said it is still all about Jesus. It is still all about Him. Your forgiveness by God, it's still all about Jesus. The grace that he shows you each and every day, it is still all about Jesus. 
the mercy that you receive from Him, it's still all about Jesus. I think that that is one of the hardest things for us, even as Lutheran Christians, to really fully grasp and understand. Even us who cling so very firmly to Ephesians, where Paul says, for we have been saved by grace alone, through faith. This is not of yourselves, this is not of ourselves, it is rather the gift of God so that no one may boast. And I think for us, even as Lutheran Christians that still cling and hold to that scripture very, very tightly, I think it's still hard for us every day to really and fully comprehend that when Jesus says that he is the vine and you are the branches and apart from him you can do nothing, nothing means nothing. Not a single thing. And we're going to be talking about that today, specifically as it relates to righteousness, and specifically as that relates to the baptism of Jesus by John. And in order to kind of get to that point, I want to play just a very short game with all of you. You all have probably played that game before, true, two truths and a lie, okay? All right, so how this works is I'm going to give you three statements about me, and you have to decide which of the ones of the three that I am telling you is a lie. Please forgive me. It just helps with my sermon, okay? Okay, so statement number one. We'll call that one letter A. Letter A. I have once worked out with an NBA player. Okay? That's the first one. The second one. Courtney and I's firstborn son, MJ, we named him after Michael Jordan. That's the second one. And the third one, I once went to Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills and actually bought something. Okay, so, raise your hand. Who thinks that letter A is the lie, that I once worked out with an NBA player? Who thinks that that's the lie. <laughs> One. Okay, there we go. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, letter B. Who thinks that we named MJ after Michael Jordan? Interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And letter C. Who thinks that I once went to Rodeo Drive and actually bought something? One of <laughs> Ryan does. Yeah, Ryan. Okay, one of you. Believe it or not, the lie is that I once went to Rodeo Drive and actually bought something. Um, I have been there. Uh, a side note, we, I walked into one of the stores, and um, I don't even remember what store that it was, but I was just curious, and there was a dress there. Do you guess how much the dress cost? $10,000. It was a $10,000 price tag up there, and I was like, huh, well, if I, no, 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 no way. No, uh, I did once uh, work out with a guy who ended up being a professional player, and MJ is, is actually named uh, Mark Jacob after Courtney's father and then myself, so there you go. Now, we're going to play sort of that same game, except I'm going to give you the answers regarding Jesus' baptism by John. And the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to give you 
the lie. The lie that has been sort of talked about a lot in Christian circles is that the reason why John was baptized, why Jesus was baptized by John is because that means then that we too should not baptize anybody until they become an adult. Because Jesus was not baptized until he was an adult. That's the lie. Because that's not true. And we're going to talk about why. And now two truths. The first, number one, is that Jesus' baptism is a completely different breed than yours is. Jesus' baptism by John is completely different. Completely different. The reason why we know that is because it was not until Matthew chapter 28, right before Jesus was about to be ascended into heaven, does he give the command to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that's how and why we know that Jesus' baptism is not ours, is not the same one. The second truth, the second truth is that Jesus' baptism has everything to do with repentance and righteousness. It has everything to do with repentance and righteousness. Now that, that word righteousness is a word that is thrown around a lot in Christian circles, but I think that we really need to put an accurate and concise definition on just what the word means. What does righteousness mean? And in order to get there, we're going to go back to the beginning. Our ancestors, Adam and Eve, they were once righteous before God. That is to say that they were right before God. Their thoughts were in perfect harmony with their creator. Their words were in perfect harmony with the Father. They were in a right relationship with him. They were right before God. They were made in his image. And then the fall happened. And that righteousness that Adam and Eve have completely vanished. Completely and utterly was destroyed. And from that point on, we were no longer right before God. We were no longer righteous before God. And so what happens after that is humankind tries to become right with God by themselves. God's people, very shortly after that, they plead with God to please send them people called judges. God, if you would only send us people to lead us, people like the judges, well then, then we can begin to follow and do the commands and be your people just like you want us to. So God sends them. And they all fail. Every single one of them. And some of them fail utterly, miserably. And so that doesn't work. And so the people again cry out to God, God, send us, send us kings instead to rule over us. And so God says, okay, fine. 
You can have your kings. And just like the judges before them, it's a colossal, and in many cases, a complete and total failure. They cannot make themselves right before God. They cannot experience righteousness before God. They need righteousness, a righteousness that comes from the outside. They need somebody to do it for them. They need somebody to be righteousness for them. And so now go back to your text uh, with me, actually. Um, Not that text, but if you have your Bible there, if you want, look up Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. This is Matthew's account of the baptism of Jesus. Matthew's account. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And so the question becomes, why is John confused? Jesus comes to him, his creator, also his cousin, but his creator comes to him and says, you need to baptize me. And he doesn't know why. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. And so why is he confused? He's confused because he knows who Jesus is, and he knows that he's never sinned. You've never sinned. So why are you coming to me? And then Jesus, and then Jesus makes it all clear. This is necessary to happen to fulfill all righteousness. To fulfill being right before God. And so Jesus comes, he is baptized. He who is without sin. He who will never fall back after repenting. And so he gives that to us. He gives that to us. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. Why? Because I am going to repent for the people. You see why it's still all about Jesus? Because, folks, let's, let's get this one fact perfectly clear. We, we can't even repent right. We can't even do that correctly. The thing that would make us righteous before God, we can't even do that correctly. Because at the moment that we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. He forgives our sins, cleanses us from all unrighteousness, and then we go outside of these doors and we do the same thing. We commit the same sins. And if it's not the same sins, it's a different one or different ones. 
We need a righteousness that comes from outside of us. We need the righteousness that only Christ can give. A righteousness that began when he was baptized. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. And a righteousness that was sealed in his own blood. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He breathes his last, gives up his spirit, and he dies. Taking on the entire sin, the the inability to repent properly, he takes it all upon himself, and he crucifies it there. And he dies. And then is resurrected three days later as, as the seal as the promise. Jesus says when, when, when John baptizes him, he says, I am going to repent for them because I will not fall back. And then I'm going to take them through the grave with me. And then I am going to take them into resurrection. And then I am going to take them into everlasting life. You see, this is what happens with our baptism. This is what Romans chapter 6 talks about. Or don't you know that all of you who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into what? What does it say? Look at your text. What does it say? Baptized into two things. His, I mean, it's there, there, right? Yeah. Verse 3, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. I'm taking you through the grave, Jesus says. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And I love this in verse verse 5. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Your baptism is different than that of Jesus's. Jesus was baptized in order to fulfill all righteousness, and through your baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you receive that righteousness each and every day a new creation that is right before God each and every day. Every time after you you sin, immediately made righteous before God. Immediately made righteous before God. Uh, There are are two texts that I want to point us to. One is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. This is just in the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And he says, For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. How were the Pharisees and the teachers of the law trying to get into heaven by themselves? They were trying to do it 
on their own. No, Jesus says, unless your righteousness surpasses, is better than that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you have no hope. The righteousness that comes from him. The righteousness that comes from being washed in his blood. Being taken through the grave with him into everlasting life. It is that righteousness which Christ gives to us in that glorious and holy exchange. That is the righteousness that surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And then the second text that I want us to look at is Isaiah 45, verse, verse 8. Isaiah 45, verse 8, it says, You heavens above rain down righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness grow with it. I, the Lord, have created it. It is the righteousness that the Lord has created. The righteousness was the, was the sole reason for why Jesus became a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, not to, say you can, not to say that you have to wait until you are 30 to be baptized. No. Not to wait until you are at some kind of an age event accountability. No. Because everything was leading to the baptism here. Baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Being taken from the grave, through that grave, into everlasting life. And then one day, finally, when Christ returns into the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem that he has promised for us. Jesus' baptism, it does matter. It matters because it was, it was there that he fulfilled all righteousness. Our being right before God. And your baptism in, into the Father at the font, whether it was at this font or a different one, it matters too. Because the ministry that Jesus gave to his disciples was to say, go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So now go and baptize into the righteousness that I give, into the righteousness that I have died for, into the righteousness that you will thus live by. Remember that when we take communion, it is Christ giving to us his broken body. It is Christ giving to us his, his blood that was shed. It is Christ giving to us the fruits of his repentance. That we can never do right, that we always mess up each and every time. And he gives it to us. He says, here, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Take and drink. This is my blood shed for you. Why? Because I have fulfilled your righteousness. You are now right before God because I have made it so. The righteousness before God. The righteousness of being baptized into the name of God, the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of that triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And he ascended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. It is at this time that we will collect our tithes and offerings. Uh, Now is a good time to fill out the tear-off slip that is on the back of your bulletin. Remember that families, you only need to fill out one per family. So with that, we collect our tithes and offerings. This radio broadcast today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. As Pastor said earlier, there's a mitten tree in the narthex bring food to the uh, to the lunch program. Donation items for the spring semester are listed on each mitten. We appreciate the help in serving our students healthy, kid-friendly meals. Trinity Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday school and Sunday in the school. Men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is breaking news. The guest speaker, Reverend Dr. Dale Meyer. Epiphany calls us to believe that the light has come into the world a New Year's message about confidence, if you'll believe it. Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help.
In our prayers, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First, for those who are on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Clybaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Jeannie Stoltz, Marjane Clanton, Becky Morgan, Susan Stark, Wayne Towers, and Herschel Worm. Also, for Roy and Regina Oberman, upon celebrating 38 years of marriage on January the 12th, we go to our Lord in prayer. Lord, as you were baptized by John, you gave to us the full righteousness with God, which you then extended through your disciples to baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for taking us through the grave with you and into everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy. For the baptized, Lord, we pray that united with Christ in his death, we may daily die to sin and rise with him, set free from the dominion of sin and death. Lord, in your mercy. For the nations of the world that remain in darkness, that the Spirit would bring them life and light through the preaching of the gospel and call them to the waters of the new creation. Lord, in your mercy. For all who make, oversee, and judge the laws of this land. Give them wisdom, integrity, and honor to serve according to God's holy will. Lord, in your mercy. For all, Lord, who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, especially, Lord, for those who are on our health list, and for all, Lord, those that we name before you in our hearts now. Dear Lord, be their friend in solitude, their relief in sorrow, their health in sickness, and their life in death. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week, especially for Roy and Regina upon celebrating their 38th anniversary this week. We pray to you that by your Spirit you would enable them to remain faithful to each other and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Lord, in your mercy. For all those who join today in the Holy Supper, that they would come with humility and faith and so be sustained by the Savior's body and blood. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess, I confess that, that I am a sinner. I, I repent of my, my sin and ask, and ask God's, God's forgiveness. forgiveness. I believe, I believe that, that Jesus Christ, Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. And death. I, believe I believe that the risen Christ, Christ is really present, present and, and under, under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his body and blood, the forgiveness of my sins, and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was handed over, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And together we pray the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first communion hymn is Chief of Sinners Though I Be, hymn 611.
next hymn is O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright, hymn 395.
And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn is Thy Strong Word, page 578 in the Lutheran Service Book. Verses 4 through 6. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.
Again, a very special word of welcome to all guests and visitors who were here today. We're very glad to have, that you were here to worship with us. Just a reminder again that next Sunday, uh, January the 14th, is our new member Sunday, five new members. Um, very, very proud of them and just exceedingly happy and overjoyed that they will be joining our church family. Uh, and then also, do not forget the potluck dinner afterwards. Please bring a side uh, or a dessert to share. With that, I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week.